Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Let's stop the pick and roll. Bad offense. Man, it's only two people. Good morning from New York City. (laughs) Good morning, Han. And Monica McNutt is here with us, but look who's back in the studio with us after a little vacay. Dropping knowledge on pick and roll, apparently. Yeah, already. (laughs) No, Dropping knowledge since 5 a.m. in the studio. Jim, no, Keyshawn, Johnson. What's I up, Keith? What's happening? We I just to... was wondering how can you not stop the pick and roll? It's been around since basketball's been around. The we only thing that stops the pick stop and roll, it. Monica, is bad offense. Um, I'd like to suggest uh, a podcast called The Pre-Show. Mm. <laughs> the, yeah. the Pre-Show. I don't no, think paywall, you don't want that. Yeah. yeah that's the By different... the way, are you going to sign that book for me uh, or he, not? No, I'm not signing the book. So I brought in Keyshawn's first book. And I enjoyed it. I consumed it literally, like, I mean, in like a couple of hours. Yeah. So much I enjoyed it. It's a short read. It's I enjoyed, no, but I enjoyed it that much where it was like one of those where I wanted the story after story after story. And I brought it in. I thought it'd be nice to put on the coffee table along with my book, one of my yeah, five. You can, put, you can put it on the coffee And I want you to sign it, though, so that, like, Do it, do it know, again. Do it again. One shot. Oh, come on. Let's coordinate, guys. There it is. I need that still shot. Look at the back, though. <laughs> It's like, actually, there are some great pictures in there, too. But I wanted to sign it so when I'm long gone, I can still prove to people <laughs> that I knew you. Oh, we never know. Well, yeah. how, how you want me to sign it? What's your name? Dear Han. No, not dear. What do you want me, how you want me to say it? It's 1943. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Dear. Thank you for being a great colleague of mine. I like you. You like me. <laughs> We work together at ESPN. You were like, how do you, what do you want me to say? Just sign your name. I mean, how hard is Sound that? Sound effects. Because if Co- I just sign my name, sign you might like go Kobe put it on the second you market. You sign your name, that's all. You might go sell it. I don't know. What's wrong with that? <laughs> What's this? Our society is I'm going to sign it for you. You don't have a Sharpie, so I'll wait to do it. Here. Right. But we're going to put it on the coffee. I'm not even taking it home and leave it on the coffee I'm table. with the Sharpie. Like, you guys aren't represented. I got, I got Jay's book. I'm working on that next. And, I don't and it should be have anything to do table. with Jay's I'm book. Gonna I'm going to pull it. It should be on the damn table. Listen, we're dealing with I mine. Mean, who are these people? Who are these books that we got other than mine? You're off mic. I'm going to pull a page out of my journal to contribute. Just so y'all know. But I but but prior to us getting to sports, I'm going to just tell you something about my weekend real quick. Okay. Since I've been gone. No, real talk, though. One of the reasons I have a problem with New York and stuff like that. Oh, here we go. Is the traffic is ridiculous. <laughs> like the traffic cops and the, the police and all that, they cool. Welcome back, Captain Obvious. But seriously, I went through the tunnel coming from Jersey yesterday. Got all the way to the bridge in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They, so they, you got you came from Jersey, Holland ac- Tunnel, across town. Yes, got to the bridge, which is like a block, a few miles, a from block here. from the bridge, from the bridge. Yes. So you got all the way across, off town. of Chambers, like literally yeah. right there. Okay, and then they turned me around, made me go all the way back to the down West Side Highway, all the way across, back around. I forgot what street to get across Broadway what to get to the, to the FDR. What was going on, on the bridge? It was a parade in the middle of the city, in the middle of the day. And I had to go all the way around. It took me about an hour and 20 minutes to get back to the Brooklyn Bridge when I was already right there. You didn't roll down your window and say, I'm Keyshawn? No, I wasn't. I just <laughs> rolled with the traffic. I right. rolled with the traffic. I wasn't really tripping. The, my whole point real quick, though, is yeah. why would you have me go a block to the bridge to turn me around? Right, that part didn't make sense. Like, it don't make sense. Yeah. Like, when I got off the damn tunnel, you should have simply said, hey, you can't go that way, sir, by cones. By the people in the street doing the whole sign. No. No. They let everybody go that way. They turn us around to send us back the other way. How, how, 
I had stuff to do. What is your rant window? How long are we going to hear about this? No, no, we're done. No, it's not even. It's just, okay. it, it's just ridiculous, though. And how I always talk about people hating on New York. Hey, it was a parade oh, for the first responders. That's cool. I respect all that. That's good. First responders get their parade. That's cool. Yay. But you just wasted an hour and a half of my time because you don't know how to navigate the right. traffic flow in the city. It has nothing to do with the first responders. It has something to do with the traffic control. Yeah. Whoever is controlling the damn traffic. Whoever oh, well, sits I mean, again, there on a map saying we should do it this, this way. This is how we should lay it out. Is, yes. Right, well, that, that would be incompetent. So stupid. Which we have an abundance of uh, with the city. If you've ever paid attention to just how the roads are laid out to begin with, I can go into, I can go an hour about the um, Cross Bronx Expressway and the Major Deegan and what that whole fiasco is about. But we won't do that because <laughs> it is time to start the day by talking about the NBA Finals. And we are headed for game two tonight. Start the day brought to you by Indeed. Hiring. Start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. So talk to me, Kia, about what you've seen so far. Game one from the Suns and the Bucks. And, you know, we did our irrational takes after one game. And Monica believes the Bucks are better without Giannis. And I feel like mm-hmm. the series mm-hmm. is over. I don't know that the Bucks are better without their star player, even though Brooke Lopez a couple games ago had a phenomenal playoff run for that particular game. I don't know that that can be on a continuous basis, right? You got a star player. Look, in, in, when you say what about the game, the three-headed monster. I mean, DeAndre Aiden bored City. He was cleaning the board with Windex, Windex. right? Yes. I mean, yes. all day long. Then – you got young book knowing how to cook, and then you got Chris Paul, the veteran player that just knows how to play NBA basketball. When you don't necessarily have that on the other side with the Milwaukee Bucks, and that, and that's one of the problems. You certainly would, they certainly would be a better team if Giannis was 100 percent healthy. Hats off to him getting out there yes. and playing. There's no question about it. And gutting it out, you always want to see star players or players in general. When something happens to them at the level it happened to him, because that looked like something that could have been really, really bad. Even he said it. Even he thought he was going to be gone for a year. And the fact that he was back and able to play, you know, that was, again, tip your cap. And that was impressive. And you like to see it at this level at this point. And, of course, from a guy who's getting the Supermax, whatever it takes, I want to be out there for my team. But and Mon- it's also one game. And it's also oh, Phoenix it. at home. You know, they're playing the momentum home. of the crowd. A, I, I no, completely understand. But, Monica, what you were talking about, though, when it comes to Giannis returning to the lineup, the Bucks did look different than they did. Drew Holiday wasn't the same guy. Brooke Lopez, obviously, again, in the pick and roll. Things were different with that team. So when you say when he's out there, they're a different team, is it necessarily are they a better team? Or did they show us something in those games they played without him? I want to clarify because I think he might have missed it. Those were our irrational, irrational. Yes. irrational takes. They are absolutely a better team with Giannis. Let's not do that. However, they are a noticeably different group in terms of what they can and cannot do. It's interesting, Key, that you talk about Giannis being 100%. And we'll see. I think the quick turnaround from games one to two will reveal a lot in terms of what that knee really feels like for yeah. him. But he did have 20 and 17, and I wouldn't call them empty stats. I think what we saw is the Phoenix Suns take the first punch and it connects. Like, the Bucks just got hit in the mouth early, and they never really recovered. Because I actually thought Giannis looked – Solid. I think in the second half, you could see that he was, you know, rhythm was a little bit off, you know, missed some games, stamina, and maybe that knee was getting a little bit gimpy. But I don't know if, like, I was thinking last night about strategies, right? They're not going to be able to flat out stop this pick and roll. You hope to contain it, to make it a little less easy, right? You can't give up 118 points. 
Right. They don't miss free throws. You can't foul them. So okay, but there's a couple things simply for me on the Bucks with the that the Bucks can adjust offensively. They only shot 16 free throws compared to what. 20 or 34 rather for the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. So free throws to me is a measure of aggressiveness. So they got to look to get some second chance opportunities. They got to own the glass, easy points in the paint. They want to get to the free throw line, see the ball go through the rim, right? But when I think of Brooke Lopez in particular, if you're going to feature him, especially in those moments where Giannis is out, you make it worth him being on the floor if he's being effective on the glass and if he's scoring offensively. I think you live with Maybe that mismatch in the pick and roll, if he can do those things. For well, you. I don't know that he could be effective on the floor with Aiton out there, though, because he don't have the same but, lift. But, 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 he can, but as much as we loved Brooke Lopez going back to traditional basketball and getting in the paint, he shot 37% from three during the regular season. So let's not completely forget that pick and pop because DeAndre's not coming all the way out there. He's going to contest some, but there's still versatility to Lopez's game if you decide to feature him. Yeah, but but in terms of the pick and pop and him knocking down the three, 37%, can he be consistent in the playoffs, though? Yeah, 37% in the regular season. How about right now in the finals? That, that's the key. That's that's fair, but I'm saying I think he's still shooting mid-30s in the – I'm going to look it up – in the postseason. The playoffs, yes. In the po- po- playoffs, excuse me. I'm saying if you go to Lopez – we're trying to figure out how to keep Lopez on the floor. So let's not forget about that start of that part of his game is what I'm saying. It's the defense that's the issue because Lopez obviously can stretch or he can post up, which is what he showed us when Giannis wasn't out there. That's right. Switching, switching was the The issue. We'll see if they adjust. That's been the question, of course, about Mike Budenholzer is the adjustments, and we'll see if they can make that adjustment in Game Two NBA Finals on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight, Game Two. Suns host the Bucks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Jay Will's going to join us later on in the show. Go deeper into Wake Up Jay tonight. (laughs) Meanwhile, coming up, somebody has been listening to what Keith thinks. About one of the NFL's future <laughs> stars, Swagger Jackin, happening all the time. We'll explain next. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and of course, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? You guys are great. It's the greatest morning show. I got a ton of options in the tri-state area. Say it again. You guys are intelligent, intuitive, and just plain fun. More from Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin next. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Very solid career. <laughs> yes, very solid. I'll take that. Key. Run it back. Give Jay, me- <laughs> loved you. Just fantastic. Key, solid career. I take I take solid all day long, man. man. Run it back. Give me, give me 11 years, several pro bowls. I legit think solid is underrated as a compliment. But, of course, obviously, you, that was mm. yeah, Super Bowl champion. Yeah. I'll solid. tell you what. Solid with his takes. Solid the thing is, is that he's just so early with them that we forget. And then they come uh, back later and he's like, I said that. Visionary. Man, we forgot you said it. I see it. So, with that in mind, let's talk some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless because – Monica, we were talking to Mike Tannenbaum, and he had what I called, this was oven mitts, bring them out, right? This was one of those bring where out, it's, bring out. you know, I mean, it's a hot one. And I did not know that, that Key had kind of suggested this a while back. So first, let's hear from Mike T, and then let Key respond to it about quarterback draft from two years ago, where Joe Burrow went number one, and Mike T says the Bengals might regret that. Joe Burrow had incredible production. His production would have been good, probably even better. But when we measure competitiveness in the NFL and sort of that pre-draft cycle, he went down to Mobile. He was the best player there. He was the MVP of the Senior Bowl. He went to the Combine. He was the only one of the premier quarterbacks to work out there. And then he had another workout where he also was exceptional. So he checked every box. So to me, when you look at it objectively or subjectively, Justin Herbert was the best player And I think sometimes we have a little bit of an East Coast bias, meaning that a lot of the evaluations are when you watch college football, that's where the media story gets involved. And when you are a great player on the West Coast, you just don't get the coverage that other players get when you're in the SEC or the Big Ten. And he, to me, is going to be the next great superstar in the NFL. I think he's a tick below Patrick Mahomes. But beyond that, I think Justin Herbert has superstar written all over him. A tick below Mahomes, but you know when does the pack? When, when does anybody from the Pac-12 or Pac-10 go number one overall? We've had a couple. We had. We've yeah, had I'm a looking couple. at one. Yeah, I, you know. But what do you? But what do What do you think of that, though? What Steve Edmond. I mean, what, I can go on and on and on. But what Keyshawn do you, Johnson. What do you think of that? The idea that that Herbert really was the the better quarterback, even coming into the draft. But Burrow had so much hype around him, and obviously the success that he had at LSU that. It was just obvious. I also think Cincinnati looked at it as a guy from their area, from Ohio. That also made sense, too. Will they regret this pick, though? I I don't necessarily know that they would regret it, but I want to go back to what you originally said. Go ahead. You know, I said that a while ago. (laughs) That's nothing new. And and me and Mike, we both know a whole lot of football, so we're smart in that aspect of things. Did you say this after the draft, or did you say this more recently? No, this was was – this was his, actually his sophomore junior year, and then as as I started to get closer to the draft, we were talking about it out in Los Angeles. I was on Sports Center. I've been on other shows, NFL Live, and so just having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to make sure that I got my points for that, Monica. All your points. Um, ding, 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 ding. They out. won't necessarily regret it. I do think, though, Justin Herbert is the better of the two. I've always felt that way. And, and I've had a chance, being out on the West Coast, I've had a chance to see Justin Herbert several times up close in person. It didn't take me to go to the Senior Bowl to see him perform. And, and eva- every evaluator is different. 
Some people got to do a million tape sessions and dive into special reports and look at him in his eyes and ask him what's his favorite popcorn, all that. It, it, you know, popcorn. the flavor. You know, they got to ask you because they ask <laughs> some silly. So Maybe asking some silly, I, I've heard. some silly ass questions. So for me, I've seen him play several times up mm-hmm. close in person. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw him play was against Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. And I watched him. I stood on the sideline and the entire game, and I watched him. And I said, that's the best quarterback in college football right there. I don't give a damn what they talking about with all the LSU hype and the throwing the ball to five receivers that's going to play on Sundays. Justin Herbert was throwing the ball to us three. So I, Right now, I'm talking about right now, we couldn't play dead in the Cowboy movie. That's the type of guys that he was throwing the ball to. Those receivers, I don't think one of those guys will play on Sunday that he was throwing the ball to. So, I so look- you were seeing it, and by the way, that was straight talk, by straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. So you were seeing it that way. Instead of seeing the, the stats, the results, I the numbers, you were looking at what he was doing physically that told you from your experience that guy's got it. Man, he had the size. He was big as hell. So, so I is. had a chance. So I went to the Arizona State game uh, in Tempe, watched him get basically – handled by Antonio Pierce and, and Marvin Lewis. But this was the first time he was facing an NFL mentality mm-hmm. with Herm Edwards now. They got after him. They really did. But I didn't walk away from that saying, that guy can't play. I walked away from it saying, he'll learn because this is his first time seeing something like that. Them dudes are pros. He's a high school kid turned college. He doesn't. He's never seen that before, Monica. Right. So, okay. To your point on the receivers, it looks like his best receiver was Dylan Mitchell, who had 1,100 receiving yards that year um, and led the Pac-12. But other than that, yeah, solid year. None yeah. of these. But where games, is Dylan Mitchell was, at I, now? I, I was going to say that. I don't know exactly where he is now. <laughs> That's and the question. None of these other names really resonate. So, yeah, Michael terms, Pittman Jr. is a kid. Uh, Michael Pittman. I think I could have caught the Not Michael Pittman. You know who Burrow had. Michael Pittman's brother. <laughs> we all know who he yeah, had. So on the when you, yeah, so when you look at it, it's a different situation. And, yes, maybe there is a little bit of what Mike is saying in terms of East Coast bias and all that sort of stuff, but that's their fault for not doing their proper evaluation I, of who Justin Herbert really is. I still think for the Bengals it was the pick to make on for many it, it, levels, and they could both end up being stars. Even, it's not even about the Bengals as much as it is about – how do you go from here to there in a heartbeat because somebody has an exceptional senior year? Right. If, if a guy is a star and he can play, he can play. He can play. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. But, and and he, you saw that clearly with Justin Herbert taking over after Tyrod Taylor had a punctured lung. And then he goes on, and this goes to Mike's conversation about a tick under Patrick Mahomes because – I'm sure y'all said, and I don't know when he said this because I was gone, Tuesday. but I'm sure mm-hmm. y'all sat there and was like, Man, what the hell are you talking about? Jay definitely was. Wait, no yeah. wonder you working with us. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure y'all said oh that. Oh, my God. I well, didn't Mike's say that. Mike's my guy. I don't, it's fine. Hey. You don't have to feel like we slight Mike. Is, Mike is right. But, he is a tick under Patrick Mahomes. Now, you would say, well, what does that mean? That means if you put him in that same position with all those weapons and tools, he may give you the same things. The difference is Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl already, so that gives you a little bit more. Very of course. High bar, Not yeah. only that, he's been an MVP a couple times on the verge of winning it a couple times. So now you look at that and you go, huh, that's not the same. 
But look at Justin Herbert's year last year. Just look set, at the year. Set a record. Yes. And we might not have never known about him if if the if that needle doesn't puncture Tyrod Taylor's lungs. And you're never going and you're never going to give him the MVP votes or anything as a rookie on a team that's not winning at a high clip. Yes, but you know what it makes though? It makes for a player this year that you're like all right, I need to see him do it second year, take it to the next level because you saw it as a rookie. And that's what makes it, you know, this year fun when it comes to a player like that. You want to see if, like, what we saw last year is the real thing. But remember, real quick, I know. Yeah. But remember, I'll always say, when a guy starts off like this, you never, at quarterback, you never really see him go, bam. You see him either plateau. do this or yeah, even completely Because the league, the league eventually will Pretty good figure plateau. out some stuff. All right, speaking of which, so, so which NFL players would you say the jury is still out on? For this coming season, who has something still to prove to everyone? Key's got a great list of players that we are looking at next year, and we'll discuss after Monica has this from Goodyear. Goodyear knows when the playoffs heat up, so do the possibilities. The underdogs begin to emerge, and top seeds are solidifying their position. From here on out, every game is a chance to create momentum, to make the right pass, the right move, to hit the perfect shot. It takes momentum to build up to the moment. But it takes everything to capture it. Goodyear, more driven. Now you're starting with a new quarterback. We all assume it's Jameis Winston. I think because the type of offense in which they run at New Orleans, I think he's in the perfect situation. Going to beat out Taysom Hill. That's what we assume. But I think Jameis becomes the starter of this team. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Thirteen seconds left. Coleman looking to grab it. Dano trying to center it, knocking it away. Getting good. He clears it. He clears it. I don't think this is going to be an icing. No. Three seconds left. Petri a final shot. The lady have done it. They have done it. They, they it have again. gone back to back for the second year in a row. Oh. They have won the Stanley Cup. Excitement in Tampa again. The City of Champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, win the Stanley Cup. 
A one nothing victory over the Montreal Canadiens in Game 5 last night. Tampa, the first team to repeat as Stanley Cup champions since the Pittsburgh Penguins did it in 2016 and 2017. They are the fourth to do so in the last 30 years. To the Euro 2020, final we go as England defeats Denmark 2-1 in extra time to head to the final against Italy. It's the first time in European, it's their first time in the European final and their first major tournament final since the 1966 World Cup. Again, they will face Italy on Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern, and you can watch it on ESPN. Game two of the NBA Finals is tonight between the Bucks and the Suns. Now, the Suns took game one Tuesday, and they are looking to go up two games to nothing. If they do, historically, teams that take a 2-0 lead, they win the series 89% of the time. Coverage of tonight's game begins at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio. Sports Center brought to you by Nature Valley. We bring the energy to your mornings, but sometimes the commute and those early meetings wear you out. When that happens, grab a Nature Valley granola bar and head outside for a quick mid-morning break to experience the energizing power of nature. Training camp is in 13 days, at least the first two ones that open up are in 13, 13 days. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. August, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn, Monica McNutt with Key. Jay's going to join us a little bit later on in the show. And, yes, road to training camp. So we talked about it. the jury is out on some players. It always is when you go into different seasons that we're still waiting to decide whether you are that guy or not. So, Key, your top five jury is out on these players. The gavel. I like it. Is Number five. Judy or Judge Mathis <laughs> no, no, or no, one no, of them. <laughs> Some TV court. <laughs> well, let's let's start at number five, as you heard right there from mm-hmm. my good friend Yates. Um, Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints, right? He yeah. He's a guy who has a opportunity to have a rebirth in his NFL career, a resurgence, so to speak. I think when you pair him with Sean Payton, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, the things that Drew Brees left behind, he has an opportunity to really – if he's the starter, because I'm presuming he's going to be the starter and hold off Taysom Hill, that he has an opportunity and a chance to prove to everyone that he belongs in the National Football League as a starting quarterback, given the fact he was booted out of Tampa after 30 interceptions and Lord knows how many total turnovers. Former number one overall pick. Booted. Number four. Number four. Surprised a lot of people. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is is a guy who has a lot to prove because the jury's out on Cam Newton. There's so many there's so many haters out there haters. that uh. dislike Cam based on his performance last season, which was not a great one. Okay, they want to point to the 18 touchdowns. That's the first thing people say. 18 touchdowns. Well, yes, he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. So what that means is they went out and they found people. They went out and got Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. They went out and said, let's upgrade the tight end position. So he has a lot to prove, even though he's a former MVP in this league, took a team to a Super Bowl. This is now his second career. His second career starts this year for the New England Patriots. And if Cam Newton does not perform at the level in which the New England Patriots anticipate him to, he will be working with us very soon. Oh, my goodness. Next up, mac and cheese. Well, I don't know. Number three. (laughs) Number three, Jonas Jonah Williams, the left tackle of Cincinnati Bengals. Big stud, can play the position. And the reason he's on this list is because he needs to solidify that backside protection for a quarterback that was drafted in the first round overall pick in, in Joe Burrow, who was injured last year. And a lot of that 
hits that he took was because of the offensive line. They passed on a future potential Hall of Famer. Some compared him to Anthony Munoz and Pene Sewell, who got drafted later on because they decided to go with Jamar Chase, the, the team, a former teammate of Joe Burrow. So now you're dealing with a different situation. This is why, to me, it's a proven year for Jonah Williams. Number two. Number two, I hate to do it to him, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver out of Oakland, out of, o- Oakland, out of Las Vegas. I got to get Oakland out of my mind when it comes to the Raiders. They've been in Las Vegas a couple years now. The Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. He's got to step up to the plate. Whenever you take a receiver this high, he's got to show you more than deep ball production. He's got to be the guy. They didn't go out and get a bona fide veteran wide receiver. He's the number one guy for them. High pick. Little production his rookie year, it's time for him to step up if him and Carr plan on figuring out how to get to the playoffs in John Gruden's fourth year. Number one. And number one is Tua, Miami Dolphins. This team is poised to make a playoff run. It's all on him. No more excuses. The hip is healed now. There's players they drafted. Jalen Waddle, former teammate Alabama. They went out and got Will Fuller from the Houston, Texas. We know what they have in Parker at the receiver position. Pretty good tied in. Solid running game. Defense is good. It's all on the quarterback spot. Those three or four games last year where he was removed from, that can't happen this year because they have been flirting in the offseason with potential replacements, starting with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. That's a terrific list, and every and single guy. And I'm sure guy. there's a bunch of people and, uh, I'm missing. There, there is more. Actually, I got a couple of names <laughs> to throw at you, but before I do, I, there's a couple here I want to follow up on. Number one, quickly on Rugs, because I, I, that's a name that definitely jumped out at me as one of those guys where it's like, was that was that a good pick? We still need to find out because there's talent there, but you would know that position better than anybody. How does he take it? You said more than just a stretch the field guy. What does he have to do to take it to that next level and be more of that that big target that they can look for? Down after down. Well, he's not a he's not a huge right. He's not a big player, guy. I meant big but that's target. Okay. It, it's all about John Gruden putting him in the right positions to succeed. He can't be a one trick pony. And sometimes right, coaches, is that on him? Does he not have that skill set to do more well, than some, just? I was going to say sometimes Alan coaches will pigeonhole you as a one trick pony just okay. because that's just their mindset. They go into it saying, "Oh, we drafted this guy to be the guy to lift the coverage, so others." can come underneath and catch the ball, and they don't really expand their thought process about what you can do. But it's up to him to show them, and that's well, what no, your offseason's about, isn't it? It's up to, it's up to it? them to trust that he can do. Yeah. And I go back to my but that's own, what minicamp's for. Which, well, yes, that's right? what mini, that's, right? well, not minicamp necessarily. Minicamp is there to say, well, I've been working camp, on this. Look what I can training do. Training camp, preseason, yeah. and understanding who you drafted. I go back to my own, Monica, I go back to my own ex- experience mm-hmm. in the National Football League. When I first got Bill Parcells, the people were trying to tell Bill and Todd Haley and Dan Henning and Charlie Weiss, I was this. Mm -hmm. They was like, nah. And Dan Henning, to his credit, said, Keyshawn can run reverses. They wouldn't let me run a reverse to save my life. They kept giving it to the little guy, the little speedy guy, Dietrich Ward. And they kept saying Dietrich can do it because little guys, they did. I was like, just let me. First time I touched the house call. Uh, no, seriously, against the Carolina Panthers. I got it. First time I touched it, house call. And, and, and the rest was history, and at that point, nobody else touched reverses except me. Monica, Monica, you and I talked about Jameis Winston earlier yes. this week and about what he has to prove. I find that to be an interesting name on this list, too. Jameis is definitely the one that I was going to kind of sort of key in on because, I mean, of all of these guys, 
Is there a world in which you see the Saints actually going to Taysom? Like, in terms of a guy that's right on his heels, like you don't have time to play around too, not in addition to the well, I think Well, I think what, what has to happen for Jameis is he has to continue to play the way he was playing, doing mop-up duty, spot duty when he took over in a short at, – at, when he replaced Drew Brees for that short stint in the game against San Francisco. You've got you've to see – what he is. Mm-hmm. If he goes out there and he's throwing the ball to the other team, then I'm we'll going see. with somebody else. For but sure. I don't believe in my mind, in my heart, that Sean Payton will put him in a position to trick it off. He's only going to put him in a position to succeed. That's what coaches like that do. They make sure you're going to be successful when you have talent. Got There's it. a lot of coaches in the National Football League, they just call plays. They just think that they're so smart and innovative that they're going to call a play and not understand your strengths and weaknesses. Jameis Winston's strengths is not throwing the ball 70 times a damn game. Mm -hmm. That's not his strength. Mm -hmm. His strength is managing the game, making a few plays here and there, not giving him too much on his plate. And I think Sean understands that, and Sean likes that. Now, he'll never come out and say it. I can speak for him because I kind of know the way he thinks. And it's it's the the no risk it no biscuit thing with, with James no is not really the best thing. It's dial it back. That's what's important. Are you getting into this other option? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I want to so. throw some names out there, but but first, I want to mention again, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We've got Dan Olowski going to join us later uh, on. Uh, we'll, we'll go over more of this stuff with him. He'll be joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. Um, but yeah, there's other names. A lot of them are quarterbacks when it comes to right, Monica. When it comes to the jury still out, and I mean, is it crazy to say maybe Baker Mayfield? Okay, that's not the one to me that it's is not, most interesting. The jury's though. still not out. That's manufactured in fake news, man. The jury is so, so, no. the, so the jury. So we yeah, have a verdict already on Baker Mayfield. Man, he's a good quarterback. That's my verdict. So he's a damn good because, quarterback. Okay. Okay. Same same logic that you apply to Justin Herbert in terms of your eye test, like the numbers from last season, the step that the squad it, made. So, so I guess you're asking me who would I rather have? Is that really uh, what you're I asking? I wasn't, me? but sure, go there. I'd mm-hmm. rather have Justin Herbert. Okay. Because I don't think I don't think. Baker Mayfield would ever be the MVP in the National Football League, uh, but I think Justin Herbert will be eventually an MVP in the National Football I, League. I like what you said about uh, when quarterbacks start hot. Not that Baker started especially hot, but I think he's I think he's turning a corner. I'm with you in terms of him being solid. The most interesting name to me on this list is Jalen Hurts because because he had that wonky rookie season. He's got a new coach, a new system. Not a ton is expected from this Eagle squad. Like, how do you gauge him? I mean, Jalen Hurts has got a lot to prove. He's got a long ways to – and what I mean by this is he may not have a great year this year. That's what I'm saying. So how but are that's you judging okay. How are you judging I it? got a new head coach. I'm a full-time starter. I really don't have any playmakers I'm throwing the ball to. I don't have a whole lot. I'm in a bad situation. So judging him this year, I can't because okay. I understand the that's situation that he's in. So anybody that thinks Jalen Hurts is supposed to take the Eagles to the playoffs – then they're delusional. And if he does do something like that, then there's nothing else to talk about. If we're yeah. calling this like yeah. the jury out, right, and, and I'll say for Baker, you're saying verdict's in. When it comes to Jalen Hurts, I, I think I would say he hasn't made a case yet. Well, right? That's probably like well, the best yeah, way to put it. But that's he has saying. to first just, make a case before we can go to the jury. What he needs to make a case is, is what I'm saying. To keep, like, not, this doesn't even seem year, fair. Not All right. this year. People, people, because he's a starting quarterback, there's a conversation that comes up. Okay. But it's not a fair conversation. The what rest about, of these guys seem to have what, weapons. What about Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray, it's, the jury is not out on Kyler Murray as much as it is on 
collectively the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive style yeah. in which they like to play. That's the that that there's the conversation. Okay. The conversation isn't Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's a good football player within this system. Mm-hmm. That and, and when I say that, it's perfect for what Arizona wants to do. If all of a sudden it, they're not Kyler Murray is not going to play for the Rams. Kyler Murray's not going to play in New England. So he's specific that, to that, the that, system. He's yeah. specific to that system. That's why uh, Cliff Kingsbury convinced uh, Steve Kine that the general manager, hey, we need to get rid of Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. and I like Kyler Murray. And I'm sure he said, are you sure? And Cliff gave him the whole look with the house and everything and sat there <laughs> and said, yes, I am sure we're going to win a lot of games with this guy. He's dynamic in that system. Right. If you take him out of that system, what is he? And I, and I think from that standpoint, they're not – so, His fault so, all right, at all. It's the, not Kyler Murray's fault. The jury, it's just, that's just the system. So the jury's out on he and. Like, so Kyler and Cliff. Kyler, as a, Cliff. As a tandem. The general manager, the team. The, so the jury's thing. out the on whole, them. The whole can thing. Can the whole really Red win? Sea. Yeah. Can, <laughs> this, can, Red this, can this offense win in a National Football League, not eight games? Meaning, can you be in the NFC Championship yeah. game? Can you Such be in the division. Super Bowl? And remember, they were one – miraculous throw and really a big catch from having an abysmal losing streak. You think about that, that one amazing catch. You said it that way. I'll say it a different way. They are one play away from the damn dude who's had lost his responsibility on the edge. If he stays on the edge and doesn't lose responsibility, Kyler Murray never gets outside of him to throw the ball. Right. He blew it. Kyler Murray took advantage of him blowing it. And so did Diop. And that you can't blame him for that. But if, the defensive player they were of the, the Buffalo Bills yeah. stay on the edge in the pursuit, like I'm sure the coaches was telling him. He lost his responsibility, and that's why they lost the game. What's that little mouse cartoon that runs around real fast? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Speedy Gonzalez? Not Speedy. It's another one. Oh, I got to look it up. That but that's – I'm sorry. Don't look at me like that, but that's what that play always reminds me of. Like, <laughs> uh, Dang, I got to look up his name. Okay, yeah, anyway. You, you look that up. I'll, I'll throw another <laughs> name. How about Carson Wentz? Jury out? Uh. The jury is out because he got everything that he wanted, which is out of Philly, back with Frank Wright. Fievel. Sorry. No, I don't remember that one. But <laughs> back with Frank Wright. Disney. Who we all think can get him turned around. He takes over a team that basically went toe-to-toe with Buffalo in the playoffs with Phillip Rivers at the quarterback spot. Now can you get back to what made you the number two overall pick, what – Help you lead a team to a Super Bowl, though you didn't play in the playoffs. You got hurt against the Rams in your ACL, but clearly you was headed in the right direction. Things fell apart in Philadelphia. Whether it was mental or not, it fell apart. Can he get back to that in Indy? I think he can. A lot of people don't think he can. But I trust my former teammate in Frank Wright, who I think is a hell of a coach, can get him back. And now you're in a situation that's different. You feel better about yourself. See, you, said, you went feel. Balance of wellness, Monica. Balance of wellness. For, for, I think for Carson Wentz, it really has been neck up. It's Listen. never been physical for him, right? He had, always had physical ability. But when he lost confidence in what was happening in front of offensive line, never set his feet, couldn't get the right throws, he just never looked like the same guy when he got beat up a lot that year in Philly. And from there on, he looked like from here up was the bigger issue. More than ever. And across sports, we're talking from here up. And so I, I buy that. I, I don't know if he's going to be 
Super Bowl team, sort of. Yeah, most of the regular season they're he was play, healthy. They're still a playoff team that's probably going to win the division. Right. I, yeah. I don't know. So you you put him back to what was that his second year? What, whatever year that the I put him whatever the best years were to. the rookie year, second yeah, year, second year MVP. Second, uh, twenty got hurt. twenty in twenty eighteen, he was playing good midway through the season. Yeah, he was fine. Was it eighteen or nineteen? Nineteen. Yeah, 19. He was an MVP, he was an MVP candidate he before was doing, he got hurt. He was doing well in 19. I, I think he's going to be fine. All right. I think he's good. People just don't like his attitude. He just, you know. He, he hasn't had the best things to say in, to the media. All right, we've got to go to New York real quick. Guy that Let's uh, get back gets, to that. Let's get back to that. What, attitude? Yeah, no, no, the New York stuff. New York, the, the, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get back to that on this conversation. What, you Keyshawn. mean the traffic? Yeah, the Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented <laughs> by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. So, you know, Cam Newton, you mentioned he's on the list, and that is also a, a – I don't know if you're going to call it a quarterback battle, but there's been a lot of conversation about that. I agree. I know you waved your hand, and I agree with you. But never mind about the quarterback and, and who's throwing. It's who's receiving the football in dun, New dun, England. Dun. And um, Mike Reese has a report mm-hmm. about Nikhil Harry that you saw that come out about how Nikhil Harry is agent saying we're looking for a trade. Don't want to be. Don't want to be here. Listen to what Reese says about the market that's out there right now for their second-year wide receiver. There's a reason he was selected 32nd overall in the 2019 draft out of Arizona State. Is he showed some things on film that made him one of the top receiver prospects? For a number of reasons, it hasn't worked for him here. I mean, he got injured in his first training camp, and then COVID last year. So in that sense, he had a lot of things working against him, but this is the NFL. Got to find a way to overcome it. Mm-hmm. I think the market, from my view, would be a team that had high grades on him coming out of Arizona State that would say, hey, look, maybe a change of scenery brings out the best in him, and maybe we have a player that is in the same situation for us that the Patriots' view could make a difference in a change of scenery with them. And I think that would be the market, that type of situation. One of the points that was made why uh, the agent said they're looking for a trade is that in his first two years, they just noticed that he just wasn't getting the same amount of targets. And they don't think he's, uh, you know, that, that he's, it says Nikhil, uh, they drafted a dominant downfield threat who was virtually unstoppable at the point of attack in college. And they feel like after conversations with the Patriots, it's best for both parties to move on from each other. As you mentioned, they added tight ends. They added wide receivers, veterans, all in, in free agency. Is this a, a guy that's just looking for a better opportunity? Or is he, does he have too high of an opinion of himself? Hmm. He, he should have a high opinion of himself. Fair. He should. Um, can he play in the National Football League? He wants League? to be a number one, clearly. Yeah, but he's not. He ain't no number one. No, he's just not. Trajectory? Can he get there? He can be a good football player at that position in the National Football League. But he's not. Okay. When you have that type of size that he has, and he can run when he gets going, but there's no sudden quickness to his game. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, one of the first things I tell him is you need to lose some weight. You're too damn big. He's too big. He needs to drop some weight. And he needs to get the type of training to get in and out of the breaks with sudden quickness, things like that. Every ball is contested. He said college football's agent, who's an agent, by the way, whatever, <laughs> exactly. says he was a down-the-field dominant player in college football. 
man, you're playing against 17-year-old kids. <laughs> you're going to be your senior. You're going to be dominant against a 17-year-old kid. But I also saw true freshmen like Diamador Lenore and Thomas Graham at Oregon strapping down when they was only freshmen and sophomores. Strapping like Velcro. <laughs> Couldn't get away from them. <laughs> so you need to lower your expectations and understand Yes, maybe he's not getting the same targets because he's not getting open mm-hmm. when he's on the Se- field. Separation issue. The separation yeah. issue. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, in, in the NFL, if you're not getting space, you better be something special. Right. You, you know, because space is only this much mm-hmm. in the National Football League. And if you can't get that much, then that's what it is. I understand people had high grades on him, high point, red zone target, all of those sort of things like Mike Reese said. But when a guy doesn't show up at the 32nd pick in the draft, that's a high pick. So is when it, you are a top 50 pick, that's a high pick, yeah, man. Of course. It ain't all about the top 32. Is it more of a concern that he wants out of there? Like, no, is, is, what's, I, he, is there a red flag? Would you he, trade he gonna for him? He's going to get cut if he don't get traded. Would you, would you trade for him? Yeah, I'll give up a pack of if, now laters in a oh carton of cigarettes not and maybe – it may be a six pack. If, so, it's yeah, weird. Right. It so is. You take them on, but you're not. You're not really. No, I'm not investing. I'm right. not getting ready to give you my draft. Mm. Mm. I will say it's weird because it seems like that organization is notorious for finding gems. So if you couldn't get it done up there, well, they struggled finding receivers in the draft. Yeah, fair enough. Receivers yeah, in the true. draft. Yeah, I don't know what the hell Belichick be doing. <laughs> he should call you. He should check with you. Consulting. Hey, you know the college game, especially you know wide receivers. You also know quarterbacks. You know who can throw. And, you know, we all know Aaron Rodgers can throw. You know what else we know? We're sick and tired of talking about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. But Aaron we will. damn Rodgers, that is. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.